This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get granny out of the back room and gather around the iPhone. It's probably plugged into something so you can all listen to This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest, and here we go. That's right. got a very special guest today. Reminder, everybody, go, please go to drdrew.com, check out the other podcasts there. we got Weekly Infusion, we got me and Corolla, and uh, sign up at the contact list, and we will try to answer your questions here on this show. Yeah. Particularly, this one's a good one for answering questions and stuff. But uh, I want to get right to our guest, who I'm very I'm very excited. Been waiting two months Which or a month or whatever, however long it's been. Fantastic to know Farah Abraham from Teen Mom and uh, Teen Mom OG and 16 and Pregnant. And Farah, who knew that Bob Forrest was one of your biggest fans? <laughs> there you are, Farrah. Oh, I didn't know. Thanks for having me. Hello. How are you guys? Uh, it's, so, it's so great to, to talk with you. I've got a million questions. And, and so, Farrah, <laughs> well, I'm going to let. I'm what's, gonna the, let what's, the, what's the number one question? The number one question is well, you're. See, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Before the number one there's question. Like four, there's like two number one okay, questions. Okay, you get new up first. Let's set this all up. Where, where are you now, Farrah? Um, I am up in Pittsburgh right now. What are you doing? Catching, doing catching on here with you guys. Well, no, no. You, you, she's you, got something going on, right, Drew. That, I'm telling you. No, I know. And Bob is very impressed by that. That you're, You you're, are an entrepreneur. Uh, that I am. <laughs> and, and she's been that since I first met her. Back when she was 17, she was talking about opening a restaurant in San Jose and and I know, you yeah. know, we'll get into your mom and stuff as we go along, but that is something you did yeah. get from your mom, wouldn't you say? Um, I would say so, yeah. Both my parents, both my mom and my dad, they were always talking about business, always into new endeavors, and their friends also, you know, owners of restaurants and different things. So I think I was just brought up kind of, and I think it's just in my genes, really, if you go back and look at all my family and, you know, well, for me starting my first lemonade stands and all my little businesses growing up, I just... I, I love doing that stuff. And, and I've never asked you this, but did you perform well academically in school till, till the baby? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, yeah. I mean, like, I just loved everything. But no, when it, to be honest, like, brutally honest with myself, was I ever really that gifted in math or everything else? No, I wasn't. <laughs> but but you're smart. But you're smart. So so was that just you weren't attentive or you were depressed or anything? See, we can call it smart here. The code um, the code for between Farrah, just let me tell you. The code for between me and Drew in front of clients and people is ho- called horsepower. Yeah, you got Drew horsepower. Drew came up. You horsepower. have horsepower. Yeah. It's not a lot of horsepower yeah. on Celebrity we have or team <laughs> Well, how dare you, first of all. <laughs> don't yes. spare it. So when, so when it when horsepower appears, you're like, oh my god, I don't have a lot of horsepower in that thing that Farah has. So part yeah. of it is is 
envy, like, God, if I had that go-getter attitude where I could be in life after six years of celebrity rehab, and there's other clinicians that were on there that have just leapfrogged, that were barely on it. Who? Who? Sherry has made a whole career based on it. I just don't have that go-getterism. Well, we have. We also don't have that self-promotional stuff. Yeah, that's. If, if that's I, did, that's I a call it different. go-getterism. It's a little different. If, if I didn't have Susan, I'd go-getterism. But I think Farrah, even if she weren't on a TV show, would be out there building businesses and stuff. Yeah, right? doing something. So anyway, so go go ahead and back now to your your first question. Okay, so fair. Just so you know, my my partner, wife, whatever you want to call it these days, baby mama. We just. <laughs> Baba's <laughs> so a baby mama, really too. Anyway, so she has a, a master's in education. She teaches, she's taught in the most horrible schools in California. She's a counselor now in the El Monte School District. She, when she got pregnant, she became obsessed with Teen Mom. And I've seen this oh, with a you. business partner of mine whose wife is a, is a, has a doctorate in nursing. She got pregnant and became obsessed with Teen Mom. And we're sitting there like, what is it about pregnancy that makes highly educated women obsessed with Teen Mom? And I would argue it's not just pregnant women. But go ahead, Farrah. What's your take on that? Um, yeah. there's. I mean, it's weird to me that even you know kids like 13, 14 are even interested in that. Um, I don't even understand that myself, um, but a lot of, like, I did an appearance last night up here in Pittsburgh, and a lot of them were older mothers, and they said that they had just started watching the show because they had a child, et cetera, et cetera. I hear that all the time. I don't know why they take the energy and time to watch a show when everything is kind of different. So to answer the question, do I know that answer? No. Do I understand that? No. Um, But I think she does. very enthralled with like them being moms and they're like, look, I think I have a connection because now I'm a mom, you're a mom. I would love to talk about those things. I think it's just common interest rather than a TV show. Is, uh, who come, Bob asked me a question and I couldn't answer. Who, who walks up to you in an airport and introduce, you know, says I'm a fan. What, what kind of person? Um, well, the other day it was, I mean, mostly a lot of teens or teens. younger adults and they just wanted to wish that I had a happy day and, they hired me and take a picture so that's and they didn't have fame. to. That's just fame bullshit. But I'm talking about who really mm-hmm. gets obsessed with it. Well, I, I've noticed that they, there's a certain amount of schadenfreude. They love to sit in judgment of that's the That's not moms. what's going on but, with Chrissy and... Yes, they do. I, I know, and, but if you look on social media, they just... Uh, particularly, I, I'd say, fair you and Janelle and uh, maybe Kayla now. Mm-hmm. So they, you guys get a lot of like this brutality on social media is really crazy from the from the fame kids but i'm saying i think because i've studied it farah the last year i think it's yes. something to do with millennials dysfunctional relationships with their mothers oh, i think that they relate a, to that that's interesting what do you, you ever well do, i think they definitely relate to that i think more people need to focus on that and talk about that i think that's why i started um the we tv family boot camp show that's on every friday nights right now and I was just so passionate of showing this because I feel like everybody's like, oh, I don't get along with my mom. But, you know, like you see Kendra Wilkinson and her mom, to some degree, they actually definitely get along. When it's like my mom and I, it's like, sometimes I hate you, I want to kill you. And what? there's really a kind of love under there, but there's a lot of dysfunction. And there, I grew up with a lot of those relationships 
around me, even though I had amazing, you know, role models, mother and daughter relationships too, but it just hurt me so bad growing up seeing like, what is this abusiveness? Why are we catering to this? And why aren't some people doing more about it? And yes, so that's why, you know, it was brought up that I've called the police on my mom and all this abuse and mugshots and those things. I feel like enough people aren't just trying to like talk about it. And I think the other day they were saying, oh, well, now Fair is adding popularity to the topic like teen pregnancy rather than helping like glamorizing you know bad mother daughter relationships and they've said that about teen pregnancy but i'm not glamorizing i want to help this issue that is yeah those are like social topics okay i, I believe you when yeah. you say that and, and and you know you've been you know you've been participating in television and you can see from your perspective the impact it has and and bob i'm here to tell you that the Teen Mom show had has measurable impact on teen pregnancy in this country, and billions of dollars and v- vats of ink have been spilled by legislation trying to affect teen pregnancy. Media and culture profoundly affects our behavior way, way more than we, yeah. we we seem to realize. Farah's onto something here, so she is saying. So she, now she's on this show to try to talk about abuse and parents now is that really coming out I haven't, i'm sorry i haven't seen the series is that is that coming out to the yeah. extent that you think it's in the same manner in which teen mom is out of impact you think it'll have the same impact on people looking at their parenting relationships yes family behaviors and improving them i definitely i mean that's what i'm pushing for and i know that the ratings are killing it right now doing really amazing okay. so i hope it gets on with other families and different scenarios but yes, Dr. V and Dr. Ish have done an amazing job highlighting those things that we do that add to the negatives where we sit in, in our arguments, in our bickering. So, and I always think, you know, if you're looking for a best friend, even accountability, loyalty, trust, you have to grow those. And it's by your actions. It's not by what you say. And I think sometimes that's where my family and I, we get off. Well, they can't grow out of – see, my whole take on this new parenting – I'm not a big fan – is the best friend. I started noticing it in like 2004, 2005. I don't know if you remember. We had a mom and daughter in detox together, and they were best friends. Mm -hmm. And I was they were celebrities. Like best friends. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy! And I was like best friends. What well, how the hell get, is how that? We, we got how can you be best friends with your mother? You're, the whole the whole thing is you're mm-hmm. supposed to be mentored and prepared for adult well, life listen and then to this. go on. Listen to this, and I'm gonna let but Sarah... remember, but Dr. Drew, right? Yeah. If you become a best friend as a parent, that means somewhere internally there's not real functionality of a parent in there. That's right. So it substitutes as the parent or as with the friend. That's yeah. it. Fair. That's you say some of the profound about. stuff sometimes, and, and and I'm sorry that a lot of it doesn't get on TV. So I'm glad we're here talking about this. Absolutely, it's also discomfort with authority, discomfort with being an adult, well, discomfort with being a parent. A, That's absolutely how true. How about how about one now, of the problems let me, let me say I have is the pancake idea. Mm-hmm. The millennials pancake like. Pan- Millennials like pancakes. They don't like authority. They don't like chains of command. In businesses, like we had Khalil here, you have to act like everybody's equal. Okay, so let me tell you. So when moms and daughters are equal, that's where it begins. Okay, so let me tell you what what I I was complaining about 
college administrators also being uncomfortable with their authority. And that's because they were raised in the 60s and 70s when it was all about, hey, man, don't trust authority, fight authority. You can relate to yeah, this. Yeah. And so now they are the authority, and they're very uncomfortable with that role. And so they let these kids run amok at college campuses. And then they go, hey, you're 19. We're getting this together. Stop yeah, it. Shut up. Yeah, shut up. So they don't do that. <laughs> so a college professor called me and he said, you know, I've been a professor for 30 years and here's what I think is happening. He goes, during our days in college, freedom was the rallying cry. Freedom. We wanted freedom. We wanted to tunnel out of our parents' house. Remember yeah. Peter, Peter Fonda? We want to be free. Free to do what we want to yeah, do. Yeah. Remember that speech? Well, I, I was uh, I, in senior year of high school. Okay. I had my own apartment. I <laughs> achieved freedom. Okay, so hold on. The millennials, in which Farrah is sort of leading edge of, they want tolerance tolerance to all things pancake tolerance yeah. tolerance tolerance everything's about tolerance and it's a weird conflict with us who want freedom acceptance so tolerance so, and acceptance so yeah. i'm doing it so fair you've made some mistakes in life so you're mm-hmm. making some mistakes your mother is supposed to say hey you're making mistakes yeah i made those you can identify however you want i made those same mistakes i don't want those you to make those same mistakes but when you want your parent, and I notice this all the time with, with the addicts I deal with, they want their parents to accept the mistakes that they made. Tolerance. Tolerance. <laughs> Tolerate anything I lay on you. It's weird. But yeah. here's the difference. I mean, I understand where both of you are yeah. looking at tell this. Us. Yeah, tell us. And I think I was just speaking with one of my friends. and She has a teen daughter who is five months pregnant right now. And I'm actually like here with them in Pittsburgh. I've noticed one thing. If you lie, it's a lie. With people, you know, and then there's an action. There's two things. And I think when you're saying tolerance, freedom, and all that, and it's just a pot and mixture, it, there, and, but I start it with, like, lies. How do you tolerate the lies? And then continue on with lies. There's an action, and then there's, like, just saying those things. Yeah. How much can you tolerate of a lie or your bad choices, I don't really. I don't, I don't think you should. Well, I think I think, but I, I think it's because now I I'm like it's, running I think businesses. It's no, I don't think you should. I don't think you should tolerate any of that. But but I, but I think millennials think somehow that ought to be tolerated, and they're uncomfortable and when it isn't. And millennials' parents are incapable of tolerating watching their children suffer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So So if you're going to make a mistake, and I'm going to point it out to you as a parent, as a dad, like, hey, that, that's, like, that's going to lead you in a really wrong direction. And you say, well, I just want you to understand that I did this because of this reason. Yeah. And you go, I don't give a fuck why you did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to end up in but the the kids, though, the kids are acting out and explaining themselves like that yeah. because the parent wasn't developing their child properly in their communication style. Yeah. For that even to start, it started with the parents and their interaction with them well, now, let me, and what let, they're modeling. I, I totally I completely agree with you, Farrah. Now, let me, I'm going to say something that, that I'm... He's trying to say in the right well, way. Well, no, because I don't want to. I don't want anybody to get that hurt. And, and Farrah and I have an interesting relationship, and it's confusing to her because I am a physician and I am available to them for advice. But I just host a show twice a year where I talk yeah. to them, and, and mm-hmm. Farrah got a little confused about that. And I don't blame her. It's, it's really we need to clarify these boundaries. Celebrity and, and, rehab probably and, caused you to uh, do that. Who knows? <laughs> but but I'm gonna but I'm gonna say mm-hmm. something now that is a boundary issue, and we can pull it out of the show if you want. But I've, I've been okay. worried. Okay, so I've been worried about. I've been just looking at your mom and sort of, you know, gotten to know her over the years too. And I'm worried there's something mm-hmm. psychiatrically going on there that's not being properly managed. Am I honest? What's that? What's that? 
or obsessed managed, yes. Um, but you know, I guess she dates a doctor. So there, there that goes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you just get some Xanax and you'll be all right. No, well, you're you're right. That, that guy, whoever he is, should not be managing her psychiatric <laughs> condition. But but I, I'm thinking there's something really there that 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 you've been pounding against your whole life, and and your mom isn't aware it's there, and it, it's of a psychiatric nature, and, and not psychological, but almost like really biological, and you're wanting something yeah. from her that she just can't do because of this biology. Am I onto something here? Yeah, no, that is what it is, yeah. and that's what I know now, and I'm, you know, I'm done with the conversations. I'm done with fighting the uphill battle, and, it's fun, and that's what I'm saying. Some of the children who are dealing with things it's because there's other things going on with their parents yeah. and their parents are not just taking the knowledgeable action of just saying, yeah, this is my fault. This is maybe not what I am coming forth with. And it's like lies and it's noticeable. I mean, I've almost basically researched so much about my mother that I think she has Asperger's and she has some other things. What, but she what, do, you, what do you think she has? She doesn't want to admit. What, what do you think besides Asperger's? Cause I agree with you. What, what do you think? Um, I forgot the other stuff. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't have that in front of me right now, but I did take the time one day to do that because let, it was just bothering okay, me let, let habitually. Me, let me, let me, I'm going to, again, I'm qualifying this. I don't, I'm not sitting an assessment of your mom. I'm not her doctor, but I've been concerned there's something on the schizoaffective spectrum. So look up schizoaffective disorder and things like that, and you see if some of that doesn't ring true for you. And what does so, schizoaffect mean? For us, people who are like, okay, like, if I have the same conversation or same similar things that I'm exampling by watching Sarah and maybe her mob, mother or somebody else's relationship, like what does schizoaffectiveness disorder mean? It, it's a it's a pretty broad category, and, and it's people that have a mood disturbance, but they also have kind of a thought problem where they distort things and yeah. their thinking isn't always right, and they sort of think things that aren't Especially really under there. stress. And yeah, they, they create stress, and, and then they don't think and, and, correctly under stress, and and, and they. And it's it's they can only they they're the kind of person that for me if I when I'm around people like that I want more from them and I feel like I always feel yeah. uncomfortable because it's like they and they just can't do it they just aren't they aren't and can't it's a pretty connect. broad category but, yeah, but let's got, talk more general because I I'm more interested general. in what's going on not with individuals but what's going on in general and what's amazing to me is these things where Farrah talks to her mom every day all the time and the, all the girls they talk to their moms and the, there's all this enmeshment you're well, a grown woman running your own life but, but, screw your mother but, at a certain point well, that's you know true. what I mean that's true that, that, <laughs> but, that we, I wish but millennials feel guilty when they do that Drew yeah, yeah, yeah. like listen you know the, he's, the, but there's a pragmatic issue too though I mean she's a single mom she needs manpower she needs help from her family I mean that's a that's a fact right is that not true Farrah I, I mean, I don't really need unhelpful manpower. Yeah, sorry, I'm just doing this thing. Okay, sorry, people were like checking on me. Thought I was like, <laughs> um, no, I I don't really use my mother as manpower. I just more so am so crushed when you know, like grandparents and other people cannot be around to show that love and that support to my daughter, who definitely has a whole lot of love to give to everybody in my do, family. Do you mean her dad's parents? They seem like they've been pretty good. Um, Sophia's grandmother on her dad's side, you know, liked the social security about our benefits, took me to court for grandparental rights. Oh my God. Um, just was very, very evil. Welcome to um, when I was depressed. 
Wow, the the guy, the grandfather seemed like kind of like a recovering guy. He sort of used a language that well, was... Well, the grandfather, yeah, grandfather, Grandpa Jerry, who's been in the show, is always super supportive. And okay. yes, he's been part of a recovery program for alcohol oh, and his wife. And they've been free, you know, they're totally happy. They got it, their balance going back again and have a very loving family structure. So I'm happy for them. Okay, because he's a good, he's, I, when he first showed up in the scene, I'm like, oh, that's a good one. He, that, he keep that guy around. And he's the one that tried to get custody? No, 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 no. Oh, his, his ex-wife, oh, no, no, no. his ex-wife, oh, his I guess. Ex-wife. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was when he was in his, in his thing. He was oh. in his disease, that lady. That's still, that's still the carnage of his past. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, uh, and yeah. It, it's in, you know, all this intergenerational stuff, we don't, we also don't think enough about, but I'm starting to see people all of a sudden begin to talk about it again. I, maybe it's the Trump world we're in or something that everyone's talking about of, what? Uh, realistically, about the impact of multi generational trauma and how that impacts. Yeah. You know, that's what Farrah's talking about. You know, here we have, we have her, the, the, I don't know if you know the whole story, but the Sophia's dad died in a car accident. And and yeah. I'm I'm gonna bet alcoholic drug addict because his dad was alcoholic drug addict. His dad's now in recovery, mm-hmm. and the dad's you know still dealing with his ex wife <laughs> as as is Farrah now, and Farrah's dealing with her. Oh, so mom. the ex wife is the mother of of her of the the baby daddy, yeah, yeah, baby's dad, yeah. and, and, and the you know and Farrah's got her family stuff. You know, M- Michael's got Michael's always been very forthcoming about his stuff, right, Farrah? Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, and I, I mean, I've learned even more about my dad through the family boot camp and many of his other struggles and everything that he has encountered. And, you know, through the family boot camp, my mother was very, like, disheartening towards a lot of the traumas that my dad has, like, tried to overcome as a man, which I think some things are hard for men to get over when they're traumatic experiences. And in which, if I would have known this growing up and if my family would have been more open with this, I think I would have come together in a much different way now that I'm 25. And, and yet, um, and yet, there's so, there's a there's the, one of the strangest aspects of all this, and I don't know why you know our biology or God or evolution did this, however you want to perceive it, understand it. There's a reason Michael was attracted to your mom, you know, and that reason yeah. is his trauma. And so they sort of found each other, yeah. and so to want them to have been something different is sort of unrealistic because they were trying to solve yeah. their trauma through their relationship. So who is helping at these camps you're talking about? Who hey, let, let me let me who is ask, helping? Who are the clinicians doing? Okay, before you ask the I question, I get very nervous about no, Michael seem, Lohan and no, no. people from television. No, no, they running family. They're, groups. they're real guys. We got to take a break. Okay. We'll, be, we'll be right back. <laughs> Do not go to a physician's office. Do not go to the emergency room. Do not go to urgent care because you don't have to pay for all that infrastructure, all that personnel. You don't have to expose yourself to sick people. You don't have to wait. You don't have to leave your house. That is why I'm on the Heal Advisory Board. This is the future of medicine. It is $99 all in. And if you have insurance, most insurances, it's just your copay. And you get a board certified, carefully select. These are hand-selected physicians by Renee Dua, the nephrologist that runs this program. And she selects every physician and listen. Go read the reviews. People are overjoyed by the care they get. These are high-quality professionals. And that's what you want. You want somebody who knows what they're doing, spending their time focusing on you. That's what you want. You want a well-trained professional just focusing on you. You don't want to pay for all the other personnel. You don't need it. You don't need it. Now with Heal, you just go to Heal. You get the app or you can get a physician right now. They'll be there. They're guaranteed within two hours. And again, $99 all in if you don't have insurance. And if you do, it's usually just your copay with most insurances. Heal is the future of medicine. This kind of efficiency. Forget the bureaucrat. 
Forget the bureaucracy, forget pre-clearance, forget everything. Just go get the app. Heal.com is where you get the app. Get Heal before you need it. We're back now. We're talking to Farrah Abraham, of course, from Team Mom, Team Mom OG. And we were talking about this this new We series she's in, which is family. It's called Family Therapy. Is that what it's called? We TV Family Boot Camp family every boot camp. Friday night okay. at 9 p.m. And, and who are the clinicians? One's so, a physician. One's a, one's a psychiatrist. Dr. V and Dr. Ish. Okay, Dr. V. Now, does she, did she ever get her clinical psych? Dr. V, I used to use her on HLN. And she would always admonish me, and I'm not a clinical psychologist because she didn't have her clinical hours yet. But she was very bright and very yeah. good. The physician. Yes. The, and the, she was very good with tra- traumatic mm-hmm. therapy or trauma. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she was working on with my mother and I. Good. And so and, they're helping and, people understand. Oh, yeah. And, and the psychiatrist seems well-trained. I've sort of seen his stuff, and he seems, he seems good. They say, well, seem very good. Uh, and so, so I know quarrels with what they're doing. I mean, it's a little unrealistic to think that you know multi-generations can be solved in a boot camp, but at least in the boot camp setting, you get it out. You, in the open. You get it out. That's right. And people get. And then, yes. what I like is that the viewer then gets us educated about what's under the hood. You understand? Exactly. And, and that's yeah. what's that's what's nice. So uh, go ahead, Bob. We only got two of your questions. Well, that's so far. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other one is this this phenomena of Teen Mom that. I'm a little skeptical about that it's that it's uh, decreased uh, teen pregnancy. It has. It's right? the, the, the Bob. They've Who done the did study. the research? MTV. No. Oh no. Who? Two, two independent university professors did two studies where they went into communities and they measured viewership versus probability of pregnancy, and there was an inverse relationship. Communities that had the highest viewership. Had the lowest have you teen talked pregnancy. to 16, 17, 18, 20-year-old kids? They don't want to have children. They don't want to bring children into this horror story of a world. I talk to them all the time. I, I understand. There's so all... there is a movement of pre... What's the next generation after millennials? Z? Gen Z, Z or something? The generation Z, I have a lot of hope for. Uh, me too. They are cautious mm-hmm. about... about Bringing people into yeah. the world. I've talked but, to them but, extensively. But, but let me tell you that specifically this show has had an impact. They will say – Well, it supported their yeah. idea already. That's maybe. right. That's right. The I'm not saying that the trend wasn't already there, the but other, it accelerated the trend. There's another sure. trend in this generation, which is they, are, they have 300% decrease in opiate use. Oh, I know. Right? So yeah. they wised up. They yeah. saw their brothers and sisters going to rehab and dying, and they said, no, no, no. So opiates, uh, prescription opiates in particular pot. have been demonized to this generation pot. and pregnancy. Pot way up, though. Yeah, pot way up. Way up. <laughs> so so we're going to have to deal with that. So, next. so there's some hope. <laughs> yeah, but, good. But, but I, I think that obviously on a, on a surface level you would think You've become so famous. Some of the girls have become so famous on the cover. You can't go past a supermarket without seeing all the teen moms on every cover of every magazine. That has to inspire some young girls to want to have babies. Doesn't. Come on. Don't measure it. Go measure it. You're drinking the Kool-Aid of what the people tell you. Bob, go measure it. Uh, What I can tell you. I want to hear it from Farrah, not you or a university. 100% authentic here. Yeah. So, yes, we've... And we have decreased largely the awareness of teen pregnancies, the challenges, don't do this. I hope you understand. We want to improve your lives by showing this and sharing this. Yeah. So, yes, we've decreased it. We make history I, about three times. This has been shown over these, like, nine years or ten three years studies. or half or long. Well, she's doing this. Hold on, let her answer. Yes, you but, then you have, and I'm, I'm sagging with you, but, yes, then you have those screw-looses 
who are like, you know, but it's the same way with like WAG, you know, that show on E. Like, I'm going to go marry a football player or somebody famous. I'm going to go get knocked up. And they're not teens. These are 20-year-old, 30-year-old women who get pregnant for fame, for something. And it's, you can't just blame Teen Mom when you have all of these other shows that cater to pregnancies, too, that are just really imaginarily made so that hopefully this screw loose can go get famous or have whatever she wants that she's trying to attain. So, so uh, I just yeah. don't rationalize with that because I'm an individual who is, I'm going to work hard. Whatever I need to make happen, it's going to be from me, validated by me. Others are very different. And I've, I've witnessed that with, I'm talking with Ocho Cinco and Kendra Wilkinson and some of these others who have very much just been open about all of the, you know, their friends and their scenarios with this. So I well, think I can you give you can't an example. blame a teen mom for I'll that. G- I just trust kind of like what I know around. So the people who run intervention have done, they have all the research you have from all these universities. That their success rate with drug addicts is astronomically who's, higher who, the TV show with Intervention. The show. That makes sense. They have me. all the documented evidence that these people succeed at a higher rate than most. You, you and I right? saw that. We were surprised that we saw that the television cameras motivate. They motivate, but not at a 60% rate like they're saying. They I, I, pay to have who researched it. I don't want to get into it. I don't trust it. No. I have the right not to trust the, the independent it. Independent research. Right? Independent Good. research. Now, it may be so, wrong, so, but the research sure, is unassailable. But, but it's this. fair in America Stop to research. say, regardless of what you're saying, I see alternative motivation. Hang on. All day long. Can I just say, stop research for a second. We've talked about it enough. But I also wanted to ask you... What would you say to the drug addicts or people who are trying to figure out their lives through their depression, like Caitlin and Tyler on Teen Mom, like some of the others who drink excessively much? Why don't we talk about those things, some helpful things that you've learned in your life, and what would you say back? And maybe Amber, she has her own side issues too. There's other ways that you guys can help, and I think sharing some of that from watching it would be helpful. Yeah, okay. So you know, I mean, Amber and I have talked a million times about what's going on there. And uh, here's the problem with addicts and alcoholics. You can't force them to do anything, and Bob and I know that. You can only sort of lead Mm -hmm. them to water, or as Abraham Lincoln says, you know, give them a a drop of honey as opposed Mm -hmm. to a gallon of gall. Unless you have leverage. I I don't have any leverage. April, you know, Caitlin's mom, I busted her balls a little bit because she's been in recovery. Mm-hmm. She knows what that is, and she has an impact on Caitlin if she gets soap, gets back into her sobriety. Butch, I've had, I've had conversations with Butch off air trying to keep him sober because he's motivated. They really want to stay sober. They, mm-hmm. you know, Kate, Caitlin's mom knows better. Butch wants it. He keeps screwing up, but you know there he is. Um, Caitlin and Tyler are in that group of millennials mm-hmm. that think pot is no big deal and it's affecting them and they're not aware of it. They will get there one day when they'll ask questions about it. Uh, in terms of uh, Amber and drinking, she knows. Amber knows. She she had long sobriety in the program. She was connected to it and she it's not a priority right now and she's sort of trickling along and it's working for her. Until that doesn't work, we got to kind of go mm-hmm. along with it because it's hard work to stay sober. It's really hard and people have to be motivated. If they're and not motivated, they won't do it. doesn't help. Enmeshment yeah. is is at the root cause of a lot of this tr- trouble with millennials and drugs and them getting sober. Mm-hmm. Best friends and what with is parents. the root cause? Sorry, I couldn't hear. What's well, the root? Well, the, I would say the enmeshment, especially with parents. You have parents running around town chasing kids into rehab rather than just say, "I'm not giving you money anymore. You're 30 years old. I'm not giving you any money." 
that's boundaries. Mm -hmm. So boundaries over best friendism or being liked or this is what I constantly try to help millennials parents understand. But for some reason, you're a bad parent if you turn your back. What if she dies? What if well, she turns to prostitution? And, and, and what if she take? Here's the deal. I can be so harsh. I'm a good, nice person most of the time. But I can be harsh. You don't have to say what. If, if you raised a girl who will turn to prostitution because you won't pay her cell phone bill and give her money, that problem you created a long time That's ago. That's a bigger problem. That's yeah. a bigger problem. Yeah. So, so this idea of why millennials' parents are so enmeshed with their drug addict children, and well, I see it on Teen Mom, the enmeshment of yeah, the yeah. moms oh, with the girls, oh, sure. this is what's wrong with our society, I believe. Okay. We'll always have drug problems. We'll always have teen pregnancy problems. That's, I, my mom was 15 when she gave birth to me in 1961. It's not like it got invented in the 80s or MTV invented it. Again, our, you know pa- I mean? our parents had very good boundaries, but it was our desire to be free that blew the boundaries apart. So go back to that concept again. That's true. So we sort of set it up. So for the girls on, on Teen Mom, I think having a boundary is, is critical to their success of being a mother themselves, okay, let, let me, of, let, of let, everything in yeah. their lives. That's it. Go ahead, Farah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let, let, no, I was just agreeing. I yeah. was agreeing. There's, I honestly feel like there needs to be some boundaries with the interaction of production with them. And other things. Um, and then I also see, you know... There you go. Like, Drew, wait, Farrah, Farrah, you just... we have these amazing sponsors and government sponsors who are like, let's be the generation that ends cigarette smoke. So it's happy when you run up like Gen X or Gen Z, and they're really seeing the effects of what alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, all these things do to somebody's brain, body, functionality, or economy. And instead of dumbing us down, I think we just need to be about the action. And I'm happy that we talked about this. So, yeah. so Farrah, let, let me let's let's go back to you if you don't mind for a minute before we let you go. Is, is that what have you learned about your own condition? What 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 is it you because you said some stuff to me uh, the last time we sat down for a reunion and it was profound and it didn't go on TV. <laughs> I was shocked. Of course, and, yeah. And so so I'm going to give you a chance to describe what you understand about your own stuff right now. So my own stuff, yes, I think sir. my stuff is that we mostly work on and focus on on Team Mom is bereavement and maybe my I've been through depression and those things. Probably my main goal was to find security and understanding and why some relationships of mine are not panning out the way I want, which I understand who I mess with. How, and How do you know that? Who always have an, Yes. Why, so, why, what like you my with? ex, yeah. like my mother, yeah. um, I was recently asked in OK Magazine, why is it that you don't get along with two people that you hold closest to you, which was my mom there and you was go. Simon. That's yeah. the root of it all, Farrah, right there. Yeah. So, traumatic right now. and I just realized, and I came to understanding, that I'm no longer going to be showing love or connection towards others who, no matter what I do and work my hardest on, to show love, kindness, connection in some way. If you have a negative outlook towards me, that is something that I can never change. So I honestly have just been surrounding myself with better women, better men. Um, I've been happily single. I've been having a relationship that is good with my mother and I and how I see fit, which is if that's not talking to me, that that is good because that is where our relationship always needed to be. Um, And then I've had a lot of of people just always say, well, you don't get along with production. You don't get along with your castmates. Well, you're the common denominator. You're the problem. 
you can always say that I'm the problem. Just understand I grew up hearing that I was always the problem. And I think when you're telling somebody things that are hurtful and dishonest when that person has integrity, trustworthiness, probably the best loyal friend that you're ever going to find, I've just realized I have to alienate myself from situations, again, that just want to make me the villain, the problem. So I'm not fighting anymore, and I'm not hanging out with those groups. And I think, um, as we've been seeing on MTV, that I've just really changed a lot. I don't really care to bicker or fight or associate, and it's a job. It's a job. Will you uh, be on time when we have our next reunion? That's what got everyone all upset last time. It was me asking Larry, who isn't trustworthy or honest or has no integrity of professionalism, when somebody's ill, sick, and just flew in that morning from another work, I'm just continually working and yeah. says it's okay, and they've adjusted the schedule so other people can go and they can leave. No, instead, they held other people back, didn't adjust the schedule, wanted to blame me for their fuck-ups, and again... I'm ill. I still showed up. I still worked. And I left earlier than everybody else did in the whole building because they were more focused on what? Negativity and hatred and unprofessionalism, which I don't stand for. Well, and, and you, but you, you get, but to, to be fair, you, a couple things. You, you said, you told me you were doing dialectical behavioral therapy. Is that still something you're engaged in? And I do. Okay. I continue to do therapy okay. and invest in myself. Right, so hold on, I so hold on. That is hold the on. best thing. And that, that's good. And you also said, you mentioned a certain kind of personality style that you thought you had that, that one of the doctors told you. Type A? Well, no, you said the type, <laughs> type A. No, no, no. You are definitely type <laughs> A, but you Cluster B, we call that. You said something about borderline personality one time to me. Is that still something that you... Oh, no. I don't have a borderline personality disorder. Um, that's not ever what I, was, I have been told by my therapist. So I don't quite understand where that popped up. You said that. You said it to me. But that's fine. That's fine. And, and so let me, let me ask this. You have a tendency to be aggressive. And I think that brings some of the stuff on you that you don't like. Right. Can I help for one please, second? Please. And aggressiveness, so, and aggressiveness is stemmed from being misunderstood. No, no, no. But here, hold on, Farah, because you and I sound a lot alike. And that's probably okay. why I, I identified with you or liked you. So what happened What what happened with me is I, I would get frustrated with production, frustrated with everything, fighting everybody, everything. And I had to look at myself with the help of a therapist and say, why am I here? And I, I was really overlooking how much I benefited from these situations that I was so frustrated by and everybody's a phony, right? So I had to say, I've no, put myself... I don't really think I've put, phony. I, but a lot... But, I, I do. <laughs> well, but phony. But remember, phony is back to our generation. We were very focused what on is, that. What do millennials call it? Uh, uh, intolerant. <laughs> they call it intolerant. So anyways, you know, when you just... I'll show you. When you said production... Right, that they're demonizing your behavior, then you're butting heads with them all the time. I butted heads with them all the time because I didn't like what was happening. But what I had to say to myself with the help of a therapist is, well, I'm signing up to do this. And I know that with this comes a bit of exploitation, a bit of stirring the pot because I can solve all the drama of teen moms. Don't have the the moms on with the teen moms. You won't have any Mm -hmm. TV show. Right? right, and you, you, that's you, right, d- that's right. right. Yeah. So it's a TV show that has to have character arcs and has to have drama. And I was a part of a TV show, and I was fighting it because I was ignoring the fact that what it was was a TV show. It's not idealized oh, yeah. life. No, I'm and totally so you have to accept it. In my 
conclusion well, with just saying it's a job. Well, this you're is the what most, it is. You're the most high-functioning one of all of them. They're going to fucking hate you. That's the way life is. But yeah, you, take, that is. you can't let it destroy you or let it hurt your internal world. That's what therapy's for. It's like, listen, I know my role. I'm the villain. Okay. And, and the other thing is I, I was trying to raise with Ferry. If she, if she, if she, she gets you know, aggressive about stuff. If she didn't get aggressive, I think things would settle themselves a lot. People would cool out around yeah. her quite a bit. And yeah, so, so you change you and the world will change around you or it won't and you won't be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. That's it. How is yes. how is Sophia, by the way? We haven't talked about her yet. How's she doing? Sophia's good. I cannot wait to see her. Hopefully she has some surprises like she always has for Mother's Day and um, her store has been doing great, her boutique and we... She was having some princess parties and all this stuff. So my little my little boss is doing good, and I love her so much. And I can't believe she's eight. I'm very proud of her. And, and are you getting along better with some of the other girls at the OG group, or is it still kind of a split? Oh no, I just I don't speak with anyone. I think it's better that way. <laughs> Why did you ask that question? Because I didn't know. I don't show I my know. face. I, I'm worrying about. You know, Doctor Drew. Yeah. Last time they made it all about me anyway. Well, that's what and I'm so worried. I, I know. Like, I'm worried about me, it. Let me cease the jealousy. Let me cease the hatred. I don't share stages anymore, um, and I think they all should just stay far, far away from me. And, and I was, and I'm worried about our next gathering, Farrah. That's what, I'm, that's what I was. That's what I was leaning <laughs> towards. But, but the other thing, Farrah has. has I, I was telling Bob about this. You, you've been brought into some exploitative circumstances that you didn't. You, you, you don't. You regret, I think. Um, and I was yeah, to, to, I mean, to, I think we all have, but you know, when we look back, they're learning experiences, and I'm thankful that I've had some horrific learning experiences so that I can make better choices. And, and, I, and I, you don't really get a chance to talk about that very much, it doesn't seem to me. And I, I want to give you a chance to, if you have anything to say about it, tell Bob about it because yeah. he was curious. Go ahead. I just honestly don't feel like talking about that, okay. but I, I do agree with boundaries and understanding of placement so I don't create this whole environment around me that is just exceedingly dramatic or negative around me. So that's, that's just more so what I'm working for. Are you still, and you said you're seeing a therapist, not, not the, you, you've had your own therapist for a while now, right? Yeah. And she's actually moved on in her life. And I think we're no matter what, we're always cordial and we talk and she helps me find different therapists when I need one and because I always just like you know it's like hot yoga or something I just crave just being healthy and mentally physically so um I've had some in Austin and I'm getting ready to find one in Los Angeles and I'll be working there more for a couple months oh good so you you live in Austin and the valley in Los Angeles right Uh, yeah the hills in Los Angeles the Mm -hmm. hills so good all right, this is your you your thing, Bob. She's your well, your she's you're the big there, fan. There you I go. love talking with you guys. It's Thank you for fun. having me. Thanks so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. Don't right let them get to you. And uh, all right, well, happy Mother's Day. Oh, oh, wait, one other thing. What? One other thing that I I I always like to give Farrah a chance to like because no one listens to her side of things. You know, they just they start yeah. going off into the sunset. The the. Mm-hmm. Co- she had called a costume. We we saw each other at the movie awards, yeah. and she got some criticism oh, yeah. for how she was dressed. Do you want to address that at all? The MTV Movie Awards were, and TV Awards for the first year is what they were really trying to promote. Um, was amazing. Um, I wore a bendy and like you know, some Indian culture dress Indian. up dress, yeah. and it's every day in their culture. But I guess in America and some of the hatefulness, um, they thought it was a costume and. 
Sarah wears costumes. Um, but then the backlash that they got from India and other like fashion bloggers and things is, you know, that's disrespectful. Um, acting like that's just a costume and whatnot. Um, and I still have my henna on. I, you know, with my ex was Indian and I'm around, <laughs> I am like around Indian culture so much. So I'm happy that I brought that to the red carpet. And I think our American Isn't red Dolly carpet hopefully will have more yes. culture. Yes, she like, said. What she, was the big deal? I know she was explicit that this is her little oh nod God. to Bollywood. But but I'm going to give Susan a chance, you, whom you made out with at the movie <laughs> awards. <laughs> a chance I made to, out with her. We didn't make out. She just kissed me. I just got a picture of that. But but uh, you, you thought the outfit was great, right? Well, you, yeah. I mean, it's the MTV Movie TV Awards. Yeah. And everybody dresses up a little bit yeah. and wears something funky and fun it's not like you show up you know on the right i mean it was it was we were surprised that, we were surprised that she got criticized i was surprised she got well criticized. i mean I, to, to me it's just the more social media maybe bullshit. she'll just get criticized anything she does it's absolutely that's, that's my that's point part of it that, so you gotta have, have you ever Fair, seen what rihanna wears friends. to the to the vmas i mean come right. on their yeah. boobs are hanging out everything so yeah. it's yeah. not like i mean yeah. i i honestly think that you're gonna a little bit of heat for anything you do in your life. Yeah. Just so because of be who you tough, are. Be strong. You're tough. You're strong. Get some good, better friends around you and ignore it all. Yeah. Susan, you have any questions before we let yeah. her go? Um, no, I'm just, you know, really happy that she came on the podcast and we look forward to maybe doing it again. We can continue this, cool. this conversation. I, for, for, for the record, I wish you, the yeah. four of you guys would get along again. It was always better when everyone did support each other because you are in a very unique. But that's not good television, Drew. I, I understand <laughs> that. But, but, but they, they are in a unique, they've lived their life in a unique manner that only they really understand. Life in the public four, from 16. I know. I couldn't it, stand it at 40. I don't know. What, and you 16. know what? <laughs> being a mom is the hardest job in the world. That's right. So, you know, being yes. and being a mom publicly and stuff. I always thought I was a good mom, but apparently I'm not. So, <laughs> well, no mom. Uh, I mean, I think no matter what, no matter what mom, I mean, even yeah. me, yeah. you know, my daughter has cruel things to say on some days, yeah. but I think, you know, my love for that outshines any of that. So, your, I think your job is to, is, as a mom does that. Your job is to suck up those punches. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. It's prepare, to, them, yeah. prepare them for the real world. That's yeah, what I'm that's doing. A, that's what the boundary is. The boundary is I, I'm not going to let that in. I'll sit here and, it's and hard, though. absorb the punch. And, and you don't dance. That's the plan. Yeah. That's hard, though, Farah. Not dancing. Yeah. When it happens, just ignoring I'm, it and I'm letting del- it go. I'm Drew del- taught me that. Yeah, I'm really happy you use that language because it's just getting off the dance floor. We used to use our patients all the time. Like, yeah. don't dance with them. Especially just girls. The, floor. the boys are pretty cool well they'll have Girls their own, the they'll have their own version trust me <laughs> farah thank you so much i wish you the best out there in pittsburgh and i'll see you whenever we we're not we're not scheduled soon are we scheduled a thing yes yet? in june i'll see you in june oh my god that, i gotta come to that oh she is in is that june. you guys i thought it was team mom two i was doing is this the first weekend of june i'm sure they clustered all the girls together in one weekend but yes yeah, oh. so june second third okay so i will see oh, you good. there so please try to heal with the other guys before i get there <laughs> I don't you know to. i just i don't put up with bullying either i That's know I know. Just about, Farrah, so. hey, but listen, if anyone's going to be the leader, it'll be me. Uh, no Farrah, Farrah, get there late and give them something to talk oh, about. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, okay. why don't, Drew, why don't you bring a taser this yes. time? You can just, For who? I don't know. Taser? <laughs> Amber needs the taser. I'll bring oh, my taser. No, don't anyways, talk. Let's I'm talk. joking. I'm joking. Oh, one everybody. other thing. One other thing. So just to clear this up, too. <laughs> Um, Fair and I, one of the reasons we got in a little bit of a conflict last time we were, I guess last time we were together, it got confusing and legitimately uh-huh. confusing for her, 
because uh, Theo Vaughn, who is, you know, for Theo, has been on the show yeah. a couple of times, I was on his podcast and he went, Oh, who are the teen moms do you hate? And I was like, I don't hate the teen moms. Well, and, and, oh. and, and I said, and I said, you know, but I sometimes Farrah drives me crazy. I want to kill her. And I, and I, what I meant was, oh, no, right. listen, listen. And what I said was, because I, I want to, I want this completely I strangle her. I said, I want to strangle her because of the things that had happened to you that I was trying to save you from. Again, I'm a big saving guy. And I was like, God, I wish I, you know, I want to strangle you. You made those choices. But, you know, as you say today, those mm-hmm. are choices that you learn from. And, you know, <laughs> that's what well, that was about. Uh, and you know what? It's so odd that you mentioned Theo or whoever. He actually, like, texted me the other day trying to hang out. So hopefully when we're all in L.A., we can go out or something. <laughs> oh, he's a, he is an interesting guy. He's really nice. Yeah, he's, uh, we, we will do but that. But he knows you're single, too. So are, you're single, right? Sort of. Sort of Yeah, I'm single. Yeah, he is, too. <laughs> So, but you know what? I'm not really him. like interested in dating. I just solely love to just focus on friendships right now. Again, with lots of the work I was talking to you guys it's about, good. It's, good. it's just like I like my friend time. I like just people time, and that's like about it. All right, Farrah, yeah. we'll let you go. You spend enough time with us. Thank we you really so appreciate you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, see you. Happy Mother's Day, Susan. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. You too. Let's mention her her marriage boot camp show too, really quick. Well, she said it. She talked about it several times. Yeah, it's on Fridays on Fridays we. at nine o'clock. And then um, her Twitter, if anybody needs to know, is F1 Abraham. And, and trust me, this conversation, I will be criticized for this conversation. Yeah, I know. It, well, so alive, we're talking about Chrissy watching Team Mom. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the reason I'll be criticized, the reason I'll be criticized, is that everybody wants to feed into a split. The split is fair is bad, we're good, side with us, side with her. And she was feeding that just a minute ago, too. I was trying to get her not to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what by, I was trying to say. By taking aim at Amber and stuff. I was like, look. Stop it. You are all in a unique position. There's reasons that you piss each other off. Don't be aggressive or you're going to push people away. Find a way to heal with those four because you were in a very really, unique position. If you were, if you were, uh, really, if you wanted to say, do you want to do some healing, don't do it on camera. I mean, the chaos that's their, is called... That's their job. It's their life. <laughs> it's it what really? she said. That's they what don't... she said. That's my job. You heard her say That's it. the other mom's job too? They don't have like jobs? No, this is their job. This, this is their is... job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's leave it with that right. well, wait wait am i okay but it's not really their job i mean they have they have uh I'm uh-huh. on? am i yes on you're on, on? I hear okay you. um they have other endeavors they're now adults like no i like but other... now has a clothing and a makeup that's line right and... but that all is because of their primary job which is doing this reality the, show well they, they got paid on the show well, and they... no no i don't mean that they're that's their primary source of income I'm just saying it's a job. They agreed to do the job. They have to they be followed it. by cameras yeah, 24-7. And they, and they do it. It's a job they've signed up for. And, and that job fosters other endeavors and things that they're into that supports them now. It's I crazy. mean, listen, they do should the, be paid the, for what they their, do. I know, of course, per episode. But yeah. what, do the moms get paid? Do, their, do the teen mom's moms get paid? That's an interesting question. I don't that know. would be crazy. Yeah, they're under contract too, I think. They have to oh at this God. point. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Right. I'll ask that when I go see Well, it's amazing. One, you'll be in New York in a couple weeks? I'll go, I'll, will you come join me? Is, is that in June? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Come on. I'm going to New Orleans on the 18th. Oh, the week before, spent with us in New York. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> to watch Teen Mom's reunion shows. <laughs> I wish it was in L.A. It oh, will be at We some do them sometimes here, too. All right. We, uh, we're going to take an extendo break, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Yeah.
my heart is pounding The beat of my love, beat of my love A body, skin to skin I can feel what mood you're in You want it again and again The beat of my love, beat of my love One heartbeat, one song One rhythm Gives me reason to hold on This feeling is never on We'll be together Can you feel the beat? 